you're about to listen to a broadcast of the Greater Harvest Church in Ellenwood, Georgia. In this episode, Prophetess Renee Montgomery ministers a word entitled Kingdom First, Seeking Secrets. Stay tuned. As Pastor said, this is part two from last week. If you are not here, hallelujah, for part one, I'm going to ask that you go online, go to Facebook. The entire message is there. But we're going to do a brief recap, and then we're going to move into what the Spirit of the Lord has said. Amen? So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask, and if you have a pen, I want you to write these scriptures down as reference. If somebody could put it in the chat for me, in the comment section on Facebook Live, these are the scriptures that we will be referencing. And I want to admonish you, when you go home, take them, meditate on them, ponder them, reread them, hallelujah, read the entire chapter from which these scriptures references are coming from, amen? Matthew 4 and 17. Matthew 4 and 17, hallelujah. Matthew 4 and 17. And then we'll be going to Matthew 4 and 23. Matthew 4, 23. Matthew 6 and 25. Matthew 6 and 25. Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30. And Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah. I'll read them again. Hallelujah. Matthew 4 and 17. Matthew 4 and 23. Matthew 6 and 25. Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. And Deuteronomy 28. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have Matthew 4 and 17, shout amen. All right, I heard a few amens. If you do not have it, shout, hold up. Hold up. So that means everybody has it. Come on, just hold up. It's all right if you don't have it. I hear a hold up. I want to wait. I want you to put your eyes on the word of God. Hallelujah. And y'all know how we say, hurry up. I said, hold up, but hurry up and find it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I want you to put your eyes on the word of God. Matthew 4, and we're going to take a journey. We begin this journey on last week, and we hope to continue this journey today. So is it okay? You ready to take a journey with me through the word of God? Matthew 4 and 17 says, And from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And verse 23 says, And Jesus went all about Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people and his fame went throughout all of Syria and they brought unto Jesus all sick people that were taken with divers disease and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those which had palsy and he healed them Hallelujah. Turn with me to Matthew, the sixth chapter. 
starting at the 25th verse. And so this is Jesus speaking to us and he says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Verse 26, behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor do they gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Come on and skip with me down to verse 33. But he says, instead of taking thought about all of these things, verse 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. And verse 33 is where I will take my subject. Hallelujah. We begin this on last week and the subject of last week's message was kingdom first. Kingdom first. Hallelujah. And the subtopic for today is seeking secrets hallelujah seeking secrets glory be to God so on last week I'm going to give you a little bit of background and then we're going to move forward amen so on last week we begin hallelujah with what the spirit of the Lord said by taking us to Matthew the fourth the fourth chapter and in Matthew the fourth chapter this was immediately after Jesus was led up into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan this was immediately after God hallelujah decreed and declared who Jesus was this was immediately after God said this is my son and whom I am well pleased and he made an announcement to everybody that this is my beloved son whom I am well pleased and the Jews during that time they were believing and waiting on God to set up an earthly governmental system and so when Jesus came when Jesus came on the earth and he was indeed the Messiah. His own people did not want to receive him because he did not come bearing arms. He did not come wielding a sword. He did not come the way that they thought that he would. And so when Jesus came, Jesus was about 30 years old in this passage of scripture. When he began to announce the will of his father. And so Jesus began to step on the scene alongside of John the Baptist. And during this time, Jesus said, repent, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus didn't say repent for the kingdom of religion is at hand. Mm -mm. He wasn't coming to establish a religion, but he said, repent, change the way that you think, change your mindset, return to a whole total 180 turnaround. He says, because I am about to give you back the keys of the kingdom. And so Jesus was putting everybody on alert. He says, I am about to do something by way of my father that will give you access 
access once again to right relationship with God. I'm about to do something once again that will give you right access and connection to God our Father. And so Jesus says, repent. Change your mindset. And so later on in that verse, it says that Jesus began to go out into all of the towns in Galilee. He began to go and preach and tell them the gospel of this kingdom. Not the gospel of religion, not the gospel of the church, but the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. And the Bible says that as he began to teach this and preach this in the synagogues, that all manner of sickness and disease, uh, it was being healed. And people who were, who were tormented by demonic spirits, they were being set free. They were being delivered. Everywhere that Jesus proclaimed this kingdom, signs and wonders from the kingdom of heaven began to be manifested in the earth. He began to show them that that this kingdom that I am telling you about, this kingdom that I am telling you about, you will be able to do these same works if you just believe. He says, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to redeem you. I am going to place you back to that original place that Adam and Eve had in the Garden of Eden. Listen, listen, listen. God wants to restore it. And so we move on down into the fifth chapter of Matthew. And Jesus began to continue to teach them. And it starts off with the Beatitudes in the fifth chapter. And he began to tell them the Beatitudes of the kingdom. He began to tell them the right mindset and the attitude and the attributes of this kingdom. And if you would just change the way that you think, he began to tell them about being salt and light in the earth. And Jesus began to teach them and preach them about this kingdom of God. And then we get to Matthew the 6th chapter. He began to tell them and teach them this is how you should pray as a part of this kingdom. And then he went on down and he says, "In this kingdom, in this kingdom, you don't have to be concerned about what you wear, what you eat." about the daily concerns of your life. But he began to give them a principle. He says, he says, he says, if you merely do this one thing, all of the things of your life shall be added unto you. He says, if you make the main thing the main thing, all of this other stuff shall be added unto you. And so he told us in Matthew 6 and 33, but instead of taking thought, instead of worrying, instead of being concerned, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. And so in order for us to get to the place where we really understand what Jesus was telling his people, we must first understand what a kingdom really is. And so we talked about 
what a kingdom is. And we said that a kingdom is the governing influence of a king over a territory, impacting that territory with his personal will, his purpose, producing a culture and a value system, producing a moral standard and a lifestyle that reflects the king's desire and his nature for his citizens. And so a kingdom is the domain, hallelujah. A kingdom is the king's domain, king. Dom, K-I-N-G-D-O-M, the king's domain, his place of dominion, his place of authority, his place of affluence, his place of power. It is the king's, do it is his territory. And the king's purpose is to take the influence of his kingdom, to take the governing power of his kingdom and now influence another territory with all of its power, all of its culture, all of its authority, all of its dominion, and he wants to give it to another territory. We already established that when God created us and placed us here in the earth realm, it was his original intent. He said, I created you in my likeness, in my image. I created you to be fruitful. He says, not only produce children to be fruitful, but to bear fruit, to produce, to produce after the kingdom of heaven. And that was God's original intent. And when he placed each and every one of us here in the earth realm, he says, now I am going to give them the dominion. I shall give them the authority. I shall give them the power. I shall give them the keys to the kingdom. What kingdom was he talking about? kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, they are not interchangeable. When you read the scriptures, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, glory be to God, the kingdom of heaven is an invisible territory. It is real. It is more real than this world that we see right now. The kingdom of heaven is God's domain. It's his domain. It's his rulership. It's where he governs from. It is essentially an invisible country. Hallelujah. And in his country, in his territory, there is a governmental system of order. There are angels. There is worship. There are elders around the throne. Kingdom of heaven is a real place. In the kingdom of heaven, the Bible says the streets are paved with gold. In the kingdom of heaven, there is no sickness. There is no lack. There is nothing, hallelujah, that is to be compared to what we are experiencing here in the earth realm. The kingdom of heaven is our headquarters. The kingdom of heaven is where your king, your daddy, your Abba, your God, your father, your provider, your source, your strength, your everything. The kingdom of heaven is where our daddy resides. That's the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. Jesus said repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, repent, repent. I am going to reverse this system because as it is now 
in the earth when Jesus was walking around. Nobody could go back and reside with their king in the kingdom of heaven because sin existed in the earth realm. So he says, repent. I have come to change this thing. I have come to flip this thing. I have come to redeem you back. Hallelujah. Re is a prefix. Re means to do again. I have come to do it again. I have come to do it again. Y'all ain't got excited enough. <laughs> I've come to redo it again. I've come to reestablish your original intent. Kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are not interchangeable. So what is the kingdom of God? When God says, seek first the kingdom of God, what is he saying? Your headquarters is the kingdom of heaven. Woo! God's domain. Angels, they're being dispatched from heaven to invade the earth realm. They are being dispatched from the headquarters to come alongside and to help you, to come alongside and to help me. They are ministering spirits sent to those that have heirs, those that are heirs of salvation of God. Thank God for the angels. But the Bible says, Psalms in 8 and 6, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Do you not know that God had you on his mind and the angels are here to serve? Do you not know who you are in the kingdom of God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angels hearken to the voice of the king from the headquarters. And they are sent here to do an activity on behalf of us in the earth realm. So what is the kingdom of God? <laughs> the kingdom of God is the influence. Y'all get this. It's the influence of that invisible country. It's the influence of the kingdom of heaven in another territory. Right. I'm gonna say that again. The kingdom of God is the influence of that invisible country, kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is the influence of that kingdom in another territory. Okay, so let me make that plain. Hallelujah. We have in this country of America, we have U.S. embassies set up all across this world. America would be considered the headquarters. And when you go to another country, the United States embassy is there representing the territory of America. So all of America's uh, uh, strength, military might, authority, all of our diplomacy, everything that America carries behind it, it has now been placed in another territory, but the influence of America goes with the person who is over the United States Embassy, amen? And so all of the influence of America goes over and that person is no longer governed by what that particular country says. Hallelujah, sounds kind of like we're in this world, but we're not of this world because we are governed by another kingdom, another governmental system. And so the UN or the US Embassy, they go over into this other country and now they are governed.
governed by whatever the United States says. Amen. Those people over in that country can't touch them. Why? Because they belong to another territory. And so God says the kingdom of God is placed on the inside of us while we are here in the earth realm which is a separate territory from the kingdom of heaven and so what God wants us to do as his ambassadors did you not know that you are an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven you have been sent in the earth with all of the authority all of the power all of the dominion of the kingdom of heaven of the kingdom of heaven quarters headquarters but you are now in the earth why is this so important we've been teaching in prayer we've been teaching in prayer that when god placed man here in the earth realm he gave us the dominion he gave us the authority he told us to subdue he told us to be fruitful it was given to man God's original intent was that the kingdom of heaven would influence or would be we, it, it, the earth would influence and fill the earth with the glory of the kingdom of heaven and that we would commune with our daddy that we would commune with our father but we know that sin cut that off but Jesus said I came back to give it back to you baby I came back with the keys I came back with the keys I came back with the keys and now I'm giving you these keys if you are a kingdom citizen if you have been born again why is this so important you have been born again from where from where from where you have been born again from above from this kingdom this kingdom of heaven and now you are in this world you are in this earth but now you've been born again you have been regenerated 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 you have been born again your genes hallelujah have been created they've been rearranged your very dna your spiritual dna has been rearranged with a heavenly substance you are no longer the same that's why the bible says that when you have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and been translated into the kingdom why does the bible use these kingdom terms you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness so what is a kingdom as it is in the spiritual realm it's the same in the darkness what is a kingdom a kingdom is the governing influence of a king over a territory, impacting it with his will. The kingdom of darkness, we were all sometimes there in the book of Ephesians until our minds were illuminated, till they were enlightened. We were in the kingdom of darkness and Satan was our daddy and we were being influenced with his will, with his nature, with everything that comes in with being him. But now you've been translated out of that into the kingdom of God Ooh. why am I saying all of this I told you go on a journey with me today this is important that you understand because when Jesus says but seek ye first 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 the kingdom of God we talked about last week seek seek does not mean merely coming to church on Sunday 
one day out of the week and hearing a message but to seek means you are pursuing you are going after you don't get rest until you find it. I'm reminded of Paul who says, hallelujah, I have got to apprehend that thing that has apprehended me. I have got to chase after that thing that has taken a hold of me. I'm forgetting those things which are behind me and I am pressing, I'm pressing. See, when you seek, you are pressing to get to know God. You are pressing, you are pursuing, you are trying to explore everything you can find out about this kingdom so why does he say seek it first because there's other kingdoms that we can be concerned about he says seek it first pursue it explore it like expeditioners they went on an exploration and they would explore the mountains and they would explore he says explore it if all of these things that come along with the kingdom of God are to be added to your life. He says, you got to seek them. That's why the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Hallelujah. Because your king, the Bible says, it's his good will. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wishes above all that you prosper, that you are in good health, even as your soul prospers. He wishes above all that you are a benefactor of your royal DNA. He says, don't you know that you are a royal priesthood, a peculiar person? You have been set apart to do the works of your daddy. In the kingdom, in the kingdom, in the kingdom, he says, seek first. Seeking, a part of seeking is understanding. You've got to do everything you can to understand the way of the kingdom. The Bible says in Matthew, the ninth chapter, 13th chapter, ninth verse, when you hear the word of the kingdom and you understand it that not, the enemy comes right then and he snatches away that word and you become unfruitful. So seeking means to understand. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand the kingdom. Understand. I'm exploring it. I'm pursuing it. I'm seeking it. I'm understanding it. And I'm diligently seeking after it. All right. So we established that last week. So now he says, but, but seek the kingdom but pursue the kingdom but explore the kingdom but understand the kingdom but be diligent about the kingdom do it first why because there's other kingdoms that we can preoccupy ourselves with he says don't put your trust in democracy democracy is our country's form of government democracy puts the power in the hands of a president when the president doesn't have all power so if you are trusting in all your hope for the things of this life are being put into the hands of our president there's a balance there's a check and balance hallelujah he doesn't have a right to influence us with his personal will Joe Biden cannot influence us with his personal will. There's a Congress, there's a Senate. If they don't go along with what he says, his personal will will not be in play. So if you are waiting for the next president 
to fix all of your problems, your hope and your trust is in the wrong place. He says, seek first the kingdom first. The kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Y'all, I got so excited when President Biden said he was going to forgive student loan debt and that 20000 was going to be. I was like, all right, President Biden, this all right here. And look what happened. They shot it down. I was like, this all right. And what politicians do in the earth realm is they promise you things and they promise you things and they promise you things so that they can get your vote. And if your trust is in what they can do, I'm here to tell you, your trust is in the wrong place. The Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added unto you. I'm here to tell you your president will let you down. I'm here to tell you Congress will let you down down. I'm here to tell you these systems of the world will let you down, but the kingdom of God is set up on a commonwealth system. Everything that the king has, it now belongs to you. Everything that the king has, you have access to it. Everything that the king has, you have a right to it. You better put your trust. And he says, he says now, he says now, the kingdom is here. The constitution of the kingdom is the word. The covenant of the kingdom is the word. The promises of the kingdom is the word. Listen, in a king, in a kingdom, the king influences the territory with his will. In a kingdom, he ain't got to check with nobody else. When the king decrees a thing, it is so. The king ain't got to wait for Congress. The king ain't got to wait for the Senate. The king ain't got to wait for nobody else. When the king decrees a thing, his personal will is the law of the kingdom. When y'all get it, this right here, this is the law of the kingdom. When he declared, declared it in his word, he says, when I shall, when you decree a thing, why? Because you're representing his kingdom. So now he's given you the same authority. He's given you the same access. He's given you the same power. Hallelujah. He's went above that. He gave us a name that is above every name. And that name is Jesus. And when you use that name and you co-sign that name, when you use that name, you have all of heaven backing you up. And not only that, but he gave us, hallelujah, his spirit. His spirit in the kingdom of heaven is just like his governor. When you understand how a kingdom works, Jesus said he came to give us a kingdom. He didn't come to give us religion. He came to give us a governing influence. And in the kingdom of heaven, the governor of the kingdom is the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit, I explained this last week, but in the natural, in a real kingdom, not in democracy, but in a real kingdom constraint, a governor will come from a territory and that governor will represent his kingdom. He'll go into another territory and the governor will set up a house. And inside of that house, he is responsible for teaching all the people in that territory the customs of the kingdom. In the spiritual realm, the Holy Ghost is the governor of the kingdom of heaven. He comes down and he dwells and places himself inside of earthen vessels. We are his building, hallelujah. A building that is not made with man's hand. A building, he says, is here. 
Father. He will teach you the mind of the Father. The Holy Spirit knows the mind of the Father. The Holy Spirit knows the things of the kingdom. The Holy Spirit knows. And he says, I will place him in you. And listen, because he is a king, he's going to give it to you for free. The Holy Spirit is a free gift. Hallelujah. You ain't got to work for it. Your only way to get it is you must first be born again. You must first be a kingdom citizen. And then the Holy Ghost comes down and he resides on the inside of you. And the Holy Spirit will take of the Father and he'll reveal it unto you. The Holy Spirit will show you which way to go. He'll show you which way to turn. He'll show you what you need to do. The Holy Spirit will give you strength. The Holy Spirit will give you power. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. He is the governor of the kingdom of heaven. And so, when you step foot on your job, when you step foot in your home, when you are in relationships with your spouses, with your children, if the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, you have the governing influence of the kingdom of heaven dwelling on the inside of you. So when you walk up into a place, you have the Holy Spirit and presence of Almighty God on the inside of you. That's why the Bible says no weapon that is formed against you, it will and it shall not be able to prosper. You are more than a conqueror through him. Jesus, through him that loves you. He says, you've got to know who you are, but you've got to seek it, seek it, seek it, seek it, seek it, pursue it, explore it, understand it. Seek this kingdom. The Bible says that in Hebrews, he rewards them <laughs> that what diligently, 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 seek him the kingdom of God has so many different facets to it he says could it be that we're not experiencing all of what God has for us because we're not searching after the main thing we spend years working and chasing and pursuing. We got five jobs, 10 jobs, six jobs, seven jobs. Then we retire and get five more and six more and eight more pursuing things. But he said, seek first my kingdom, my kingdom, my kingdom, my kingdom. I'll show you all these things will be added to you. If you seek first that y'all, we get so busy. We can't come to Bible study. We can't come to prayer because we work in here. We work in there. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to be so distracted by the cares of this life and trying to make your own provision. See, that is what was in the earth system when Eve fell. But when Jesus came back, he redeemed us from that. He says, get into the position and the place to seek first the kingdom. We talked on last week about all of the things. I'm not going to go over that. We talked about the different things that are set up in the kingdom. Oh my God. We talked about the different precepts and the order and what you should be seeking. It'll take us a lifetime to be able to fully understand how the kingdom of God operates as it relates to us. But today he wanted me to focus on this part because it's okay to seek the kingdom he wants us to do that that should be our first priority 
But Jesus told them something else. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What is his righteousness? In the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of heaven, there is a rightness, there is an order. In order for us to commune with our daddy father that is in the kingdom of heaven, we must be righteous. And so when Adam sinned, it cut off that relationship. And so all of us who were born after Adam, we were born in the likeness and shaping in iniquity and in sin. And, and because of that sin, it separated us from our daddy, God. And so Jesus said, you know what? I love them so much. He did this before the foundation of the world. He said, I'll go to the cross. Me not knowing any sin, I will put all of their sin upon me with every strike, with every whip, with every spit, with the cattle nine tails, whipping him in his back, with the blood streaming down his back. It was for the redemption of our sin. It was for our healing. It was for our transgressions. And he said, I love them so much. I will put the sin of the world on my back. He says, God, I'll go. I'll go. So that they can have a right relationship with the king. I'll take the hurt. I'll take the pain. Even though I could call 10,000 angels to get me up off of this cross. I will stay there. And there was a moment in crucifixion where Jesus said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And the Bible says that the sun refused to shine. The sun refused to shine because God, his father, his king, couldn't look upon him because of the sin that was upon him. And the Bible says that our savior, our redeemer, the one who was propitiated for our sin. Woo! Can you imagine him, everybody laughing at him, spitting on him? Where is the king of the Jews now? Can you imagine the man that could have called a legion of angels to get down from off of that cross? Can you imagine him singing? He hung his head. And the Bible says he gave up the ghost. But before he did it, he said, it is finished. You were on his mind and I was on his mind. And Everybody in here was on his mind. And he says, now, in order for all of these things and benefits of the kingdom to be added unto you, number one, you got to seek first the kingdom. You got to do all those things I talked about. You got to understand the kingdom. You got to understand that your daddy wants to give you everything. He wants to give you access to everything in the kingdom. But he says, and also, and also seek to understand, pursue, explore. Be diligent about keeping yourself in right standing with your daddy. Jesus has already made the way. He says, but once you get into this kingdom, the Bible says to be ye holy for I am holy. We don't want to talk about this in today's society, but all of this goes together. If you want all of these things to be added unto you, you should be diligently seeking after ways to stay in right standing.
thing, in right position. Sin cuts us off from that right position. Sin cuts you off from that right standing. You can't expect to be blessed if you are continually separating yourself from the king. Okay, so all right, I got one that's right. Come on, go to the word and I'm almost finished. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. Come on, go with me. Deuteronomy. I'm going to show you two places. Deuteronomy 28. Glory be to God. Is this helping? Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28. So I told you in the kingdom, he wants you blessed. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28 and 1. 28 and 1. It says... And it shall come to pass if, y'all didn't say it shall come to pass. He says there's a condition here. It shall come to pass if. In the kingdom of God, we have a choice. Our king would not be a gracious king if he didn't give us a choice. We have a choice. He says, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord. The Lord is the owner of the kingdom. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He owns everything in this kingdom. He owns it. He owns it. He owns it. And he says that if you seek it, if you're obedient unto it, hallelujah, what does he say will happen? He says, if you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord, the owner of the kingdom, the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe, to observe, and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all the nations of the earth and these blessings they shall come on thee and they shall overtake thee if there's a condition if if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord I already told you who is the voice of the Lord in the kingdom his word is his will the voice of the Lord the Holy Spirit comes and he indwells you that thing y'all know how people be talking about something told me not to go there something told me not to do that no the Holy Spirit will lead you the Holy Spirit will guide you this is not something that you got to do on your own you now have a you have a guide on the inside of you that will give you an alert do 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 don't go there do 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 don't do that do 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 this is against the word of God God would be an unjust God if he tells us to be holy for he is holy he would be an unjust God if he tells us to hearken diligently unto his word to be obedient unto his word and then not give you the tools and the strategies you need to be obedient he says I will never leave you the Holy Spirit is there the Holy Spirit is there but don't you grieve the Holy Spirit there's a point in your life where you can grieve the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is saying you need to go and apologize the Holy Spirit is telling you you need to forgive the Bible even tells us that your heavenly father the kingdom that is in heaven the king that is in heaven will not forgive you of your trespasses if you don't forgive others he won't even hear your prayer y'all we got to be real about this thing because this is how the kingdom of God operates in the earth and so we'd be thinking well why would God allow this to happen this ain't working in my life he says, go back and check the last thing that Holy Spirit told you to do. 
were you obedient? He says, if you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord, all of these, what it said, y'all? Things. Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. These are the same things. If you go back and examine Deuteronomy 28, we sang it every Sunday. What we sang for offering, y'all? We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. He lists all of the blessings <laughs> that shall be added unto you as a kingdom citizen. They're found here in Deuteronomy 28. They're found here in Deuteronomy 29. You have right to it, but you can't access it unless you're obedient unto God and sin. All disobedience is sin. Now, on the flip side of that, and I'm getting ready to go to my seat. God is so gracious and he is so just. The Holy Spirit's job on the inside of you, the governor of the kingdom's job on the inside of you is to convict you of sin, not to condemn you. Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world, but the Holy Spirit's job is to convict you. But we've gotten to a place where we don't want to be convicted. And if somebody tells us, not somebody, the Holy Ghost tells us. Now let me break this down too because the Holy Spirit or confirmation from God can come from your pastor. Can come from people in leadership. Your pastor is the one that is in charge of your soul. So when the pastor communicates something to you that is in line with the word of God. And it is something that we should not do. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit convicts you. Then that means the Holy Spirit is convicting you. Because your father wants to give you the kingdom. He's not trying to take something away from you. He is such a loving and forgiving daddy. That he knows that if you stay in error. He can't bless you to the degree that he wants to bless you. And so when the Holy Spirit convicts you, when the Holy Spirit tells you to stop doing it, when the Holy Spirit says, no, you better listen. Don't get to the place where you grieve the Holy Spirit because what will happen after a while? The Holy Spirit will keep telling you and he'll keep telling you and he'll keep telling you and he'll keep telling you. And when you don't listen and when you don't listen and when you don't listen and when you don't listen, you'll find yourself in a place where you no longer hear the Holy spirit saying anything to you and that's a bad place to be in but this is what I love about God his word says now this if you are faithful well this is what he says he says if you confess your sins if you confess your sins he is faithful see this thing I love about God because our daddy God loves us so much he's faithful to number one, forgive you, put you back in right relationship with the Father, but not only to forgive you, but the Bible says he'll cleanse you of that thing that keeps causing you to go back to that thing that violates your relationship with God. He'll do a work on the inside of you. If you get to a place that says, I'm not proud, you know what? I'm not proud. I'm not proud. I'm not prideful. I repent, Lord God. Everything in me that is not righteousness. I'm seeking to be in right standing with you. Everything that is not like you, God, clean me up. Here I am, God. Here I am. And I guarantee you, God will come into every broken area of your life that is causing you to gravitate to that thing that is pulling you down. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, 
grip of addiction. Alcoholism. Addiction to drugs. Addiction to pornography. All of that comes from a broken area in your life where the enemy was allowed to get in and influence you. Influence your decision making. Influence your heart. People have done vile things to violate you. From molestation to abandonment. Brokenness. Low self-esteem. All kind of things that people have gone through in their life that was not even justifiable. People were wrong and they did you wrong. And brokenness, when it's seeded down in there, hallelujah, it can turn into a seed of bitterness. And when that bitterness takes root down on the inside of your spirit, it begins to turn into something else and you begin to manifest different things in your life. But how many of you know that you have a heavenly father that is a king and he says come unto me come unto me come unto me all of you who are heavy laden all of you who are burdened and I will give you rest I will give you peace I will give you joy unspeakable joy and full of glory when he says full of glory what is he talking about all the glory of the kingdom of heaven will begin to come and invade your home all of the glory of the kingdom of heaven will invade your heart all of the glory of the kingdom of heaven will invade your situation you don't have to be bound by sin somebody else wants to influence you Come on, stand to your feet. The chain breaker is here. <laughs> the chain destroyer is here. He says, get to the place where you, because I can't do it for you. Pastor can't do it for you. He can't seek the kingdom for you. I can't seek the kingdom for my son. You have got to make up in your mind today that I'm not leaving this place until I learn about this kingdom. You have just listened to another episode of the Greater Harvest Podcast. We hope that you have had an ear for what the word has to say to you. And we pray that your life will be changed for the better as a result of that. Please join us here again very soon and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more from the harvest. See you soon. Be blessed.